Welcome to episode 11 of the WP Campus Podcast, a podcast for those using WordPress in higher education. The campus web ecosystem is often very messy. You may have hundreds or even thousands of distinct web properties, and each one has its own history, its own personalities, and its own reasons why it's special and has to be different. Today, Jen and I are joined by one of our favorite clients here at NC State, Leslie Dare. Leslie is the Director of Technology Services for the Division of Academic and Student Affairs, which we'll be calling DASA at NC State. And she spent 2015 and 2016 overcoming those hurdles and wrangling her unit into a centrally managed WordPress multi-site. Welcome, Leslie. Hello. Uh, so for everybody who's not from NC State, uh, could you just describe DASA and what that means on campus and like how many things fall under that umbrella? <laughs> That's a good way to put it because there are a lot of things. Um, so we are um, what a lot of people would consider an affairs unit plus all the other random academic stuff that doesn't neatly fit into the colleges. So we have, you know, all the typical student services like housing and student health um, and programs like university recreation and leadership programs. Um, and then on the academic side, we have the tutorial center and five different academic departments where you can't major, but you can minor. So that's why they landed with us. Um, all told, we have about 60 departments, um, all with a very um, a, a wide variety of, of missions and purpose and goals and objectives. And um, so it is wrangling for sure is a really good word for it. And so what was the web situation like a couple of years ago? Well, so over the years, our division with all these different departments had as, as much variety as you could imagine in the departments. We had the same variety in our websites. And so we had units that, you know, had made a really good effort to identify someone to be the point person to do web stuff and, um, and, and eventually even grew that into, in a couple of cases, someone with a skill set where they had a site that was not bad. Um, I can't say that we really even had very many that were really very good, but we had some that were not bad. Um, but at the other end of the spectrum, we had folks who had hired students who the students had great intentions, but they would build things that we couldn't sustain um, because they were trying to use every bell and whistle that they had learned how to code. Um, whether we needed it or not, and then that student would graduate or get expelled or otherwise just go away and we had no way to, you know, go through the back end and do anything. We had folks who had built websites outside of our domain and so they lived in web space off campus um, and we couldn't even get into the web hosting service. We had websites that had been built by who knows whom but they were being maintained by staff who didn't either have the skill or the inclination or the time or the approval or the support of their supervisors to, to do that. And so it was a huge hodgepodge. Um, we had many, many different platforms, uh, just a few WordPress here and there. Just more recently, um, probably what about 25 or 30 Drupal sites. You were big into Drupal. Yeah, that was that was one phase and right. trying to get things cleaned up. But we still had a bunch of plain old HTML sites, a few PHP yeah. sites, um, 
and um, you know, and again, some really, we had a couple of crazy homegrown content management system sites like that trio site that someone else had built a homegrown CMS you for. You had some stuff that was way out there that we could not, yeah, that, that had to be brought in yeah. carefully. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was really varied. And so what we started with was all that variety and um, as units would come and say, can you help with the site? You know, I would do my best to do that, but it was clear even 15 years ago, 10 years ago that we needed to go in a direction where we could make it more sustainable. And so one of the big steps we took was to move sites that we could into Drupal. Um, mm -hmm. There was some central support out of Gen Shop for building Drupal sites. And um, with about 100 websites, I mean, we, that number varies. Sometimes it's like 94, 95, and then we go over 100. So I'll just <laughs> call it 100 to make it nice and even. But um, out of those 100 sites, it seems like every year there's you know, some new ones or some uh, four or five that need to be, you know, drastically updated in some fashion are so broken that we've got to do something and change it from scratch. So we did have an opportunity. We had a, like, what, about a two-year period, I think, where we were able to take about 30 sites and push them into Drupal. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge improvement. That's true, because if nothing else, it let it made it clear that you were an, an owner of that. Right, that and, we had a vision. And that you had a plan, right? Yeah. And th that you were a place to come to to get these problems resolved. Right. Um, even though at the time those were individual Drupal sites too mm -hmm. that were yeah. still pretty distinct. They were, and you know, we, we weren't at all sticking to any sort of regular branding or right. anything. But just from the technical side of having sites that we knew that the right people could access them on the back end and it was getting updated. Get, yeah. yeah. Right. It was, it was easy to update. It was it. a huge step for us. And so that, um, you know, that was getting us in the right direction. It also gave us the examples we needed for all the really bad sites. <laughs> and again, bless our hearts. These are people who are doing the best they can, but we didn't have any resource at the center of the division to do this other than me. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, you know, with these new Drupal sites, I was able to say, look what we can do for you. And so that sort of took on a life of its own. And so folks finally understood, oh, if we need to do something with web. We'll go talk to Leslie and see what there is. So um, I, I didn't have to go out and beg people to let me help them come up with a new plan. They started coming to me, which was helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. So where did the decision get made to go in the managed WordPress direction? Well, the next thing that happened probably... How, how long was Jen begging you to do uh, that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was interesting because um, there were, you know, Jen and Nick, two folks in central IT, who were on similar parallel paths of developing, you know, a content management environment for campus. One of them was Drupal and one was WordPress. And I jumped on the WordPress bandwagon just because it was maybe, what, you jumped on the Drupal bandwagon. I'm not sorry, the Drupal bandwagon, because it was yes. like maybe six months ahead of it the was. WordPress. Yeah. And I was so desperate for some new websites that, you know, that was what was there truly in the moment. And so that's where we went. So meanwhile, while I'm pulling all these sites into Drupal, Jen's moving forward with putting, you know, WordPress together in a way that we could really use. In fact, I dipped my toe in it when we first developed our blogs website. Right. So we had a need in addition for departmental websites, a hundred ish 
of those, we had a need for blogs. Um, a number of units have student programs where they want the students to, you know, talk about their experience in the program, whether it was alternative service break trip or, you know, being a chancellor's liaison or, you know, a university scholar or whatever. And so we needed these blog sites. And so Jen said, hey, we could do a WordPress multi-site for your blogs. And that was our first step. And that's step. still there. And that's still there. Yeah. We still use it. Right. Distinct um, from the rest of your it stuff. Is. Yeah. It is. It's like this separate thing. And so that's where I started understanding the beauty of the multi-site environment. Mm -hmm. And, but, you know, it didn't really occur to me at the time that that might be the big time solution. And I don't know that the infrastructure was quite there yet anyway. No, uh, to, to give the people who are listening a little background into what NC State went through. <laughs> um, I, uh, as Leslie said, was half of the team and I worked on WordPress and my colleague Nick Young, who's now at UNCG uh, in Greensboro, uh, was the other half and he did Drupal. And then at some point we, Nick left, got this job at UNCG and for even actually a year after that, they tried to keep Drupal running as a separate and distinct group, which was a little frustrating for me because I really wanted, I could see right away that we needed to consolidate on one product just for the purposes of support and getting themes built and trying consistency. And there's a million reasons to just have one product. Um, and so in the end, we finally were able to make that happen. And, and that's where we got to this point. But that did mean, of course, for Leslie, yeah, right. that she was one of our clients who then we had to work on moving out of the Drupal environment. Right. But fortunately, you were ready for we that. We were ready for that. Well, and so, yeah, it was interesting timing because Nick left and it was clear that, you know, really, WordPress was going to be more sustainable. And everyone general. on campus in our on, in, in yeah, NC State's campus right. really started to move in that direction. Right. The other that time. the other shops who were doing web stuff in a serious way started putting resources towards that. So, um, so at the same time that we started make, having this shift on campus towards WordPress, um, my division finally hired a director of marketing communications, and that was the secret sauce for us. Yeah. Um, because. I could talk until I was blue in the face about needing to find some resources and marshal them into a strategic plan of getting all of our websites updated and all that. Um, but I couldn't talk about it from a communication standpoint nearly as well as this person who does that for a living, right? Right. And so between us, we were able to partner and we put together a strategic plan for our division websites. Um, that laid out these are the reasons why we have to do something different than what we're doing now. And we didn't even talk about the solution. We just talked about this is what we need to have. We have to have sites that are on brand. They have to, you know, the content has to be accurate, which means they have to be easy to update. Um, the, the sites have to be secure. And at that point, we'd already had a few uh, breaches into some of our websites um, because we weren't updating the back end as frequently as we should have. Um, they needed to be, um, you know, accessible. So there were both sort of functional slash communication reasons that we needed to have this new master plan. And then on the back end, we needed the, the technical support reasons that were part of it as well. Um, and so, you know, he came in and was horrified at the state of our websites. And, and, and I was a little bit hanging my head because I, I was responsible for all that. But at the same time, it was like, it could be way worse than it used to be. <laughs> and, and we actually make progress. Trust me, we have made progress. So um, 
once he and I figured out that, you know, we had a set of goals and objectives, um, th there was one other piece to it that he wanted to do that I just I couldn't envision technically, which was, um, what, what does he call it, a river of news? Oh, all, yeah. You know, the river of news that would have all these little side streams and, and you know. He had a big vision for, for well, I mean, for communications, which yeah, is his job. Right. This is Justin is the person yeah. that got hired. So Yeah, Justin Hammond. And so, you know, as I described the division earlier, we've got, you know, these 60 disparate units. They're, they're actually some commonalities. Of course, we have, you know, a whole set of groups who work in the area of wellness and others who work with, um, campus programs and leadership. And so we had sort of these buckets, for lack of a better term, of sort of functional groupings. And v Justin's vision was that, you know, that any of the news coming out of university recreation could also be fed to, say, the student health services website, you know, because both of those are sort of in the wellness area or the health and exercise studies website, and that they could feed each other's news off of each other's sites. And that all sounded great. And then at the end of the day, we could also feed all of that to the main DASA site, and then we could have subsets of those feeds. And, and so in talking through it a little bit more with Jen, I think we finally decided we could do this with WordPress multi-site. And we needed to anyway. We needed to move to WordPress because that's that was going to be the platform for campus, right. the one that you all could s support and provide the backend infrastructure that we needed. Well, we also had branding things going on at that point because right. the new campus brand had just rolled out. Yeah, that's right. So that was yeah. a little bit of a club to get people on board. Yeah, it was. Was and and you guys were really one of the first on campus to grab that brand and and make it your own in a distinct way. Yeah. Um. And and, and really push it out. So you were a great model for campus. Well, I I'm glad we were. I mean it 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 was a little scary because we were trying to get buy-in. We had a lot of units who were really nervous about um this this whole notion of not having a super unique website. They weren't even nervous that much about a new platform and all that. I mean, we had a few folks who were, you know, kind of fed up with yet another way to do websites, you know, but more was about, I really like the way my website looks and, you know, convincing them that you, you get more out of being branded than you do trying to be unique the way that you think you are. And that's why we have Justin, who's the professional and who knows this stuff. So, you know, so we're doing all this PR work to sell the idea and also how, easy, and I'm going to do air quotes now, easy it is to manage a site like this, and all things considered, it really is, but um, being able to convince folks of that when we didn't really have a good example to point to yet was right. really challenging, um, but the, the branding piece, you know, new brand new refresh of the university brand comes out about the same time, so the process was basically we hired um, a design firm to do the mock-ups for us of how we wanted to all look and feel. And they, you know, we gave them the instruction of the general idea of what we wanted. Um, we, we basically said, make it sort of look like the NC State homepage, which is a good start. Um, and then stay on brand. And, you know, here's some other aspects from a sort of communication standpoint that we want. So they came back um, and that was really, a quick process once we had them on board you know we had to go through the you know you know usual university process of you know approval approvals yeah. and all of that and including our central communications mm -hmm. team and whatnot but 
once we sat down with them and said, this is what we need, um, you know, we, we had the final product back from them probably about three or four months. And Jen was part of that, sat in on some of those meetings. Yeah. So my recollection is that the, the review took a little while. I think the brand official update brand, official brand update was released in October or November of that year. Yeah. And then um, I think your new designs were approved after the back and forth in around December because that I know sounds right. I hit the ground running with that in the new year and right. we launched the first couple sites at the end of February. That's right. That's right. So there were a, a couple of things about that. So we, we did the, you know, the main DASA theme right. for you guys. And the key there too was a couple of different templates that you could use. Mm -hmm. So I know we talked about this and we, we pushed away from, uh, using ACF to, we knew that, that you were going to have a lot of people that needed some customization, but we just managed that through internal theme customizations mm -hmm. and we stayed away from ACF really. Um, cause we didn't want to jump into that with both feet. We wanted to make it easy to move out of there eventually. Mm -hmm. And we felt like there could be better ways of doing it and that that would make it more flexible in the long term. And I think it has, I, I still, you know, sometimes wonder if ACF might have been easier in some ways. Um, but I think you have most of the stuff that you need. So yeah, I think we do. And you know, the other thing is we had to kind of scale back our our ideal dream world a little bit because it was such a massive project. I mean, and I'm sure there are you know companies or other institutions or whoever out there who are dealing with multiple hundreds of sites right. where they're having to deal with this, but. But for us being the two people, and both of us are like director level people who typically aren't supposed to be working in the day-to-day -day getting into the settings and the back end and, and doing the training and all that. But yet that's who was doing it, the two of us who have all these other responsibilities. And so we had to scale back everything that we really wanted you to do, partly because we just had to get it done. Right. And and so we just did like, you know, it's not exactly what we want or it, it's not meeting everything on everyone's list. But you couldn't. But I mean, couldn't. with that many people. And That's right. at some point for consistency, you had to say, look, guys, it's going to be this way. Exactly. Which is something that for our campus is really hard to say. Yeah. We have most of our clients won't say that. And this mm -hmm. is how we wind up with a hodgepodge of 60 different it, sites. It right? is. Yeah. It is. Um, so it was really fun to work with you. Great to work with you because it's so <laughs> nice when that happens. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, I remember we, we tried to have a bunch of different templates for you guys so that you had like a landing page, but you also had secondary sort of landing pages. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there were, you know, some other different options there. And then we also wound up with, um, aside from the main DASA site, we had a DASA child theme for all of your units. Right. Um, and then an arts theme. Right. Mm -hmm. Because arts is unique. Right. Um, and in the end, we're not using arts anymore. Right. We brought them back into the fold, which is yeah. very exciting, at least for now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting thing because it's I guess February. This is February of 2015. Yeah, it's like a year and a half ago now. It, it wow, is. We've come a long way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We went live with the main DASA site in February. It, yeah, in and the February. Then when did we finish the last of all the other DASA sites? It was like October or so. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we spent the summer like uh, live with that. Justin and I, at that point, were meeting with every single department. Right. Training everybody. Well, yeah. Well, first it was just letting them know this is what's going to happen and then talking them off the ledge of, <laughs> you know, it's going to be all right that you have a site that's not completely unique. Um, but then we held something like 15 training sessions um, and we gave everybody admin access, you know, because they had to have it to build their sites. But I remember one very long weekend where I had to prep 
every site, you know, because we had all the training sessions, the first round of them, like in one week. Right. And so I remember that too. <laughs> yeah, you were there and, and we had to have all the sites prepped um, with the things that we, you know, we, we knew that we needed all the sites to have a certain menu. The about the page and that menu. Yeah. Right. And um, so, I mean, it was, you know, this crazy, you know, flourish of activity trying to, get each set, each site prepped. And I finally figured out, you know, how to, we had a clone site and all of this, three of those sites are not live sites. They're just meta sites really. Right. That are for duplication. Right. For various yeah. Scenarios. So one of them's yeah. our clone dot DASA site. And that's the one, like I, I make that one look the way that we want them all to look, or at least at, at the base, it's sort of our template. And, so if I need a new site, I'll write you guys and say, please make whatever dot DASA off of the clone site. And it has the basic posts with our categories and tags and menus and all that's ready to go, and which is a wonderful thing. And then we have a test dot DASA site where we just do crazy stuff. And then we have a sample dot DASA to site show off. to show off. And so sometimes we'll go in and prep it a certain way if we're doing a demonstration or training or something, or we give somebody access to it so they can play around with it. But um, yeah, I, I finally figured out how to, you know, take the clone site and uh, export all the pages and posts and categories and tags and all that and upload them into the new site and then delete the tests that created the tags, all that kind of stuff. Um, but it was well worth it because folks came in and we, we had a very well-documented training for well, them. And that was another thing. I mean, your training was completely fantastic and the fact that you've continued to have like you have open office hours the same that we do, but yeah. for your own people, for your own web stuff. Um, and then you also have uh, really good documentation on the back end in the dashboard for all the sites, Yeah, um, which I think has been huge because again, since you guys have a, a much more constructive, stricter, and I'm not even sure I would call it strict, but a, a actual structure to your... Right. Yeah, you're training people on multiple things at once. You're training them on, this is WordPress and how it works. Mm -hmm. You're training them on, this is your support structure and who you can go to and you're right. training them on these are conventions you know these, these here's are our editorial style right. Right. Here's, here's here's all the, exactly. all the things you're expected to do yeah it's a lot you and all have about pages on every site we do you have tags and categories worked in a that unique are consistent way. right and we you know it's like we told people you have to put your phone numbers with dots instead of dashes right i mean even down to that level which I mean, for Justin's purposes, this also allowed him to start educating people yeah. about, like you say, brand and editorial style and all uh -huh. of that as well. Um, and, you know, we still have, you know, it, it, it takes a lot to constantly monitor those sites to make sure everybody's still staying in compliance. But I'm telling you, you have to be one of the very few on campus that have anything like that kind of consistency without your throughout your department. I, I mean, I'm not even sure I can think of an yeah. knowledge. Yeah. 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 Let's not even look at the Office of Information Technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should not look at our stuff, yes. Right, right. Uh. Well, and so we hope to, uh, you know, moving forward, I mean, we spent a lot of time getting us to that point and, you know, once all sites had been moved and we were out of Drupal and we had no more sites sitting in, just some, you know, random, you know, AFS space um, or on an off-campus domain or whatever. That was like, okay, celebration. I was That's like, yeah, done. I remember that party. Yeah. <laughs> and then we put together, um, you know, the like you say, the regular drop-in help sessions. And then we also put together 
um, a wish list um, where just a spreadsheet where people could go and say, I really wish we had this. Mm -hmm. And of course, some of those were like really help requests, which we would then <laughs> put in our ticketing system. But, um, you know, folks would come back and say, you know, I really wish we had a way to display like a, a timeline or, you know, if we could add, you know, Pinterest to our social media icons and that kind of thing. Um, and so Justin and I constantly monitor that. And then we meet with Jen, yep. like what, probably every couple of months or so, we sit down and go through that list and, you know. Say, this is totally feasible, I'll have this done for you, you know, yeah. in a week or two or something. Right. And, and, and then this or is. alternatively. Yeah, this is this crazy talk. Is, um, that's right. This is a problem right. with the way that we're doing things. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and it's good because sometimes Justin and I are not sure, you know, is this is this request something that we could really leverage for all the sites? And we have to go in and balance it out of it would only serve two or three sites. Right. And how much of your time would that take? And what are the other needs? So we end up going doing this whole prioritization process, which is valuable. And we appreciate that. Good. <laughs> Good. Well, the other thing is we can go back then to the departments and say, you asked for these things. And in the spreadsheet, we try to show the status, but we're able to tell them we have made progress. Here are the you know, things that you've asked for in the last six months that we've been able to implement. Um, and that's been the other thing is educating all these folks that we're never really done, of yes, course. Right. Um, and, you know, we constantly have to meet with them and talk about major changes that are coming through and whatnot. But, you know, that's just part of the process. Um, I think that really the key for us, the, the reason that we were able to make this work, I think, is that we were able to successfully pair and partner between the technical side and the functional side. Mm -hmm. And and between us, we were able to make a good case, not only to the folks in the trenches who had you know, responsibility for all these sites, but to our leadership team where when we did get pushback, leadership was able to back us up. Yeah. Because we had mapped that out. There's so. a really powerful triangle there. And it, I'm not sure that it's successful without all three pieces. And, and that's probably even you know, even within the OIT site, I'm going to get us in trouble here, but <laughs> I mean, we have a technical solution, but we, um, you know, are still working on that enforcement piece and on, you know, those good editorial styles and standards piece. And getting leadership, not, I don't think our leadership doesn't disagree with us, but they don't prioritize it. Right. And that's, that's a big key. And, and I, I mean, it's hard to find that really uh, in a lot of places, I think, um, and especially with NC State being so decentralized and then counting on that to happen for every single unit is kind of a pipe dream. Right. And I'm sure we're not the only people having this problem. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Well, we can, you know, even though Justin and I have all these grand schemes and everything, we're doing our best to stay within the framework that we've developed. It's um, it's still challenging. Uh, you know, number one, we, we still don't have the resources that we need on our end. I mean, I um, I'm able to conjure up the budget that I need to contract with Central IT, your group, Jen, um, both of you, to, you know, have the support we need to do special things like, you know, our housing unit needed a, a more sophisticated way to search on multiple parameters for different aspects of residence halls. Mm -hmm. and, and you all were able to write us a nice plug-in for that that, you know, we think later on might be useful in some other right. sites. And so... Um, you know, you all wrote us a, a plug-in to display building hours, which we got a bunch of units who are excited about that. So, you know, that's been really great. So us having the budget to be able to, you know, have that annual contract with you to manage not only the, you know, the back-end server when we blow it up with... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Major news event, yeah. <laughs> yeah, some, some event that's, you know, killing the 
the site, but um, but but aside from that, we don't have the human resources that we need on my end to do what we need to do. Um, you know, and at some point that's, you know, we've talked about the option of us just continuing to contract with you for that aspect as well. Um, but, you know, I think our long-term goal is, um, I mean, certainly managing 100 websites. One would think that could be a full-time job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Especially and, if you keep adding uh, adding stuff well, there right. and, and adding more projects. Exactly. And, and so we're hoping um, to take a, a position that we're in the process of trying to get created, uh, an application developer position, that, that that person would also have some skill and capacity to take on some of the basic stuff, the, the things that like I'm doing every day. Every day I probably deal with, you know, a handful of requests, like we need to show this new calendar on this page, or I can't figure out how to add this to my menus, you know, that kind of stuff. It's, it's sure. simple, basic stuff, but you know, if you went through the training once and then didn't have to mess with it for another year, you're not going to remember how you do that. And so we have enough volume of help requests that, you know, we we need to put the resources to that. So all of that to say, um, part of the plan that Justin and I had with this entire scheme of having a strategic plan for websites did include the fact that we would need resources to do this. And, and you know, there's just so many competing um, priorities at the at the high level for DASA. I mean, even in my own shop, I mean, I would consider this a technical position that comes out of my shop and not, you know, a communication position. And that's splitting hairs at this point. But, you know, I, I have other needs too, not just for supporting websites, but, yeah, you know, all, security. All and DASA technical services. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, and then, you know, do we collect from the departments to try to help get them to help us support it? So, so we need more resources with that makes a big difference. And then having you all, you know, help run interference where we need you to has been the other big thing that's helpful because, you know, it's not, NC State's such a big organization and it's not always clear what direction we're going as a campus with, with some things. And then interpreting the latest direction we're getting from our central university communications group about branding or what we're supposed to be doing with websites or you know we have a new campaign coming up and all websites at the university are supposed to put this little campaign icon on our website and that's just not an easy thing to do is it <laughs> we'll see we'll see <laughs> so you know the list never ends and then like in my group i mean i mean since we got them all done i think we've added 10 websites oh yeah um and then yeah on top of that you have other projects um you know, arts has has changed some, and that's right. might continue to change. And yeah, they are. We should mention in their own multi-site because again, they're flowers. Um, so they have a different environment. But otherwise, you have what like seventy sites in in your DASA multi-site environment, right? And then it was at seven or nine in the arts environment, right? And then still a bunch of blogs, a bunch out of blogs, and then we got a whole bunch of standalones. You know, you do some have student organization type websites that yeah, a handful of those yeah, yeah. so but you're still down from a hundred and some uh yeah alone who knows how, oh, where they come from. absolutely yeah. and they're all in they're all in wordpress and yeah. they're all using the das theme yeah they're we, all branded right we so we have roughly 70 in one multi-site instance right and that's just a wonderful thing yeah i mean you know when you all come up with we come to you and say like, you know, we need something to be able to easily manage showing, building our location hours. Boom, there's a plug-in and we can put it on any site we want. I mean, you know, you got to go in and touch it and activate it and 
play with the settings and mm -hmm. stuff, but I'm not having to recreate the wheel 70 times. Right. You know, so it's a wonderful thing. Well, and we should mention too that like, um, you know, we're a year, year and a half from launch, a year since everybody's been in there, basically. Right. Um, and so now we're, we're moving into a phase where, you know, the brand has morphed, mm -hmm. not significantly, but in a way, in, in small ways over the last mm -hmm. year and a half, so that what was approved as a design two years ago, basically, back right. in December, uh, isn't quite the same as what's out there now. So we're even working on a, a slight update to the DASA theme to sort of mm -hmm. bring it in line with how sites on campus are sort of branded right. now. Just small differences like titles yeah. and where links are and you know centering the page title right just I mean, small yeah. little weird things like that that matter yeah well you know what's interesting we've had um i probably met with three different groups on campus who came to us saying we like what you all did with your multi-site well they didn't even know if we were doing multi-site they basically knew that we had revamped everything and wanted to learn how we did that and you know so we sent you a whole bunch of new customers yeah. <laughs> um as as a byproduct of that but in that year and a half some other groups have yes. followed the same path just a little bit behind us but now they're doing some things that um we're looking at and we like, see oh i want that yeah, <laughs> yeah and our our departments are seeing that too and the cycle continues and we get paid yeah. that's right <laughs> just, just keep doing that. exactly and then you know you're going to build something for us that they're going to come back and say oh we want that yeah. so you know but it is it's interesting that it is an iterative iterative process um and it is nice that you can do that um you know with wordpress that we can you know make yeah. some changes like correct the way the nav works which is going to be a pretty major change but on right. the front end should be pretty seamless yeah, mm -hmm. when you roll it out you roll it out for everybody right and it's one big hit and everybody right gets gets right working at the same time so mm -hmm. there's a lot of benefits to that i think we have i think that the wordpress multi-site platform as a solution for us has allowed us to change the culture I mean, that was the title of our presentation last year, wasn't yeah. it? Changing the web culture 100 sites at a time. But, you know, thinking it's been a year ago since I've really thought about that presentation, but that same word comes back to mind tonight, which is um, we, were, we were facing a lot of uh, pushback about these changes because folks wanted their own unique look and feel. They thought that that's what they needed. Um, and they were worried about, you know, who all else was going to be touching their site and that kind of thing. And so the, the WordPress platform, in particular, the multi-site platform, has allowed us to streamline the technical back end enough that it has made real believers out of the end users who now get that it's so much easier to manage their site. And so we came through, we told them it will be easier and yep, sure On enough, the other side, it was true. It was true, right. And so they have a level of confidence in us when we come back and say, we're going to make this change or we need to do, go in a different direction. So, um, the, and then on the flip side, um, and, the, and this part isn't my area of responsibility, but it's a, it's a joint responsibility anybody in technology has, which is, you know, we're, we're the required element for the communications people to do their work and, you know, and especially in a lot of groups, sometimes that communication responsibility falls to the technical group mm -hmm. when there's not a there's not a dedicated professional or other group of people. And so, you know, because we were able to deliver the right technical solution, we were able to change the culture about communication. Um, and so that's been a big one for Justin. And and he has folks thinking about what's on brand and what's not. 
um, and actually asking questions before they pull the trigger on something. Which is fantastic. And that's, I mean, yeah. that is the goal for central communications. Exactly. So it's great when technology can enable things to be done right. Mm -hmm. um, and it, I do think you mentioned, you know, it changed your culture, but I actually think that you're you're very right that other people on campus took notice of what JASA did and you really have changed the culture for web on campus. Because I would say a year and a half, two years ago, there were a lot of people on campus who were very afraid of losing that distinct look. Mm -hmm. um, and and now we don't hear that as much. We're much more likely to hear, you know, from people who um, who really, um, they just want to be on brand. They right. just want to do it right. right. And we want to help them be that. Right. <laughs> so if, if anything, they're saying like, how can we, how can we make our banner look different than everybody else's banner? Potentially. But it's, but yeah. It's a much smaller fight. Right. Than, mm -hmm. than we want a black background instead of a white background. Right. So like finding that. new ways to be creative within the brand is, is where we have people working with. And that, uh, you know, it's easy to look back and see how far we've come, but I'm not sure that I have in the last <laughs> little while here. It's like, yeah, yeah this is that's definitely is. an improvement. It is. Well, we had, um, we were one of the big groups of folks who definitely had violated the rule about, you know, the use of university images and logos and... Oh, yeah, you guys had a lot of logos. Yeah. And I designed a lot of them for I you. <laughs> Yeah. And that was a real pain point too, was telling people you with the new website, yeah. you have no department logos, you know. And I mean, luckily we had the hammer of the brand refresh behind us on right. that. So that helped. And I mean, all things considered, I mean, it was it worked. Timing was great, but it was also just really good vision and partnerships, I think, between your all's group, the, the tech group in DASA, the communications group in DASA, um, you know. And, you know, I... I I wasn't, I, I didn't think that we couldn't pull it off, but I was nervous about it. And now I, I'm just, I have no doubt that, you know, whatever next is coming around the bend, it'll be fine. Way to jinx us. That's right. Back on wood. Jeez. Um, you guys are looking at me like I'm supposed to say something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, I've waxed eloquent yeah. for as long as I can at this point without some sort of prompt. So. Yeah, we've said all the awesome things we can yeah. say. <laughs> Used all of our buzzwords. <laughs> Mark those off. Right. So uh, you've still got a lot of the same users that you had pre-WordPress multi-site. Very and much And a lot so. of them were used to doing their own sort of deal. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, now maybe they're asking for permission or they're asking how can we do this. But I've got to think you still have people sort of Trying to sneak something around you. Oh like, yeah, so, <laughs> that was a, that's. A, so, so how how do you how do you uh, I guess constructively engage with those people, or do you constructively? Yeah, engage with them? that's a really. <laughs> I'm I'm glad you brought that up. We actually have a couple of sites right now where that's exactly the case, and these are um, instances where we have staff in the departments whose job it actually is to manage the website. Um, and they've got a little bit more of a skill set than, you know, your office manager or the assistant director for the, you know, leadership program or whatever, who are not trained in this. Whereas in these two cases, these folks, they get bored, they, they get bored. They, they, and, you know, we're, we're also sort of easing the pain of the transition. So in, a, in two or three instances, um, partly to ease the pain of transition and partly to get it done because we're trying to get everything moved. 
um, we allowed some folks to color outside of the lines for a little bit. And so Justin and I have been having that conversation about, okay, now how do we walk them back from that? Um, and there's some resistance there because, I mean, you know, if you think about it, we're taking away part of their job responsibility. Yeah. Um, it's not their job to write, you know, CSS anymore. Um, and, you know, that's difficult. So it's a series of conversations. Um, but it comes back down to saying at the end of the day, yes, you, you know, we did turn on that um, JavaScript toolbox or what's that? Was that the one? That Something, was yeah, that sounds right. <clears throat> so that you can throw in some extra code of your own because you want this page and this table layout to be different. And, and we get that. And there's a lot of ownership to how the page looks and feels because that was their job before. Um, but now we're ready to say, we know you like the way that looks, but it's not necessarily any better or worse than what we have. And we need it to be consistent. Right. And so we're going to have to get rid of these customizations. So our plan is to work with those individuals directly, engage leadership where we have to in those departments um, to, to talk about that. Um, and, you know, I mean, it, it'll all be fine. I don't, I don't think we're going to have, you know, to break bad on anybody or anything like that. Um, Call just, us if you do. Uh, <laughs> I'll just go in and delete the code and we'll see what happens, <laughs> right? Um, but, you know, it's, I, I try to be cognizant of um, that, you know, this is people's work that we're saying you can't do this anymore, or this is your creativity, you know, mm -hmm. that I'm turning off. You can't be creative anymore. Right. Um, you well, can't... you can put into the blogs environment. Exactly. Yeah. So we, we do have some other options there and that's, you know, on us too. We have to find other ways to make sure folks feel like that they are expressing the function of the unit in a way in the online environment that, that works for them. Even, even at the end of the day, after they've gotten all the best advice that they can from Justin and other communication professionals, um, that that you know, at the end of the day, they they have to make the right decision. And and if it's within you know the lines of the coloring book, you know, hey, that's great. Um, but we have some folks coloring outside the lines that we've got to get the eraser and take care of that. So ooh, I'm not looking forward to that. But we're actively. It's been a long time coming. You've been really patient with that. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we're hoping that by January we'll have those cleaned up. Um, and, you know, the nice thing is, you know, over time you stick around long enough, things change, people change, mm -hmm. positions change, yeah. and, you know, you get a whole new group of people in, and to them it's just the only way to do things. Well, of course we're going to do it that way, yeah. you know. So, But, you know, I'm, I'm always reminded, um, and this has been at least 10 years ago, but I had someone in a department who told me, that she had gone to an HTML, uh, week-long HTML class. Now, this is someone who's the office manager for a department. This is not, the the website's not in her job description. She had no other formal training, but she took it upon herself to go to get this training, which showed a lot of initiative. She was really making a best effort to, to do it right. And, and, and actually, I'm remembering wrong. She hadn't gone yet, but she was telling me, I've signed up, I'm going next week, it's however many days. And I was wanting to go ahead and schedule some time with you, Leslie, so that when I get back, you can help me review all of it and understand whatever I didn't pick up. Whoa. And all of this because she wanted to, like, I don't know, add a form to a page or something. Yeah. And, and I just said, look, I tell you what, 
tell me what you need. There are times when you teach people to fish, and then there are times you just give them the yeah, fish. Just tell me, yeah, what and kind I, of fish you want. Exactly. Yeah. And so let me give you the fish. And and But it was hard because there was a limit to how much time I could give to do all these things that people wanted to do. So on one hand, I'm telling 